Y'all, there's so much to be thankful for uh, right now. Family, friends, food, most of all, in my opinion, NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. This week, by the way, as it should be, the Packers and the Lions are squaring off, and the Packers are getting seven and a half points. Commanders and the Cowboys, that is an old-school rivalry. Uh, Cowboys are favored by 11 points. And the Niners and the Seahawks, my boy Gino is trying to beat one of the better teams in the NFL, and the Seahawks are getting six and a half points. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code POA. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code POA. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HO-PENNY or text H-O-PENNY-467-467. Uh, 369 in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for, pro- available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All right. Good job, Cho. Welcome back, everybody, to Putting On Airs. We're here in the virtual Airstream studios. Yeah, that's a... You think them people that do that in the commercials that air on TV that read, like, the fine print at the end, like, um, you think they speed that up at all, or do you think they practice that? I believe that? so. Because, you know, auctioneers can talk that fast. Like, <laughs> is that a skill these people develop to be able to do that? I'm, but... certain, I'm certain that there are definitely people who can just do it, but with the advances in technology now, it's definitely not required. But I would say that there's some people who are like, hey, by the way, you hire me. You ain't even got to run that shit through a filter. Bam, 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 bam. And I bet it's a bunch of auctioneers. I've been holding in yeah. that burp since I was trying to read that shit. Nice. Oh, fart. Did you? Um, yep. Hey, I'm glad to be back. I missed last week. I think. Uh, me too, didn't I? No, I didn't. I missed well read last week. I was here. Me and. My, yeah. <laughs> well, I did. We got a lot of shit going on. You ever just forget? To what? Just everything? Everything. I was listening yeah. to uh, Howard Stern the other day, and he was talking about how because he makes so much quote-unquote content, he's like, I don't remember from day to day if it's something that I actually talked about or if I put it in my notes to talk about it or if I heard someone else talking about it. He's like, I have no idea. And I'm starting to get that way with the myriad of things that we do in the universe, such as this week I filled in for you on Weekly Skews with Smart Mark AG. I played you there and on our show putting on airs, Kirby played you, but then also played me, and I played you because she did Professor Cho. 
Nice. Did it hit? Was it fun? I'm sure it was fun. It did hit. Yeah. Dude, Kirby was awesome. Everybody loved her. The comments are always so positive when Kirby does it. And we also had, I don't know if you even know this, because I know you don't check shit and I didn't tell you. Me and my mom did the uh, Putting On Air's very first cooking segment. Me and mom uh, made a sweet potato pie for everyone for Thanksgiving. And mom uh, gave uh, gave us the reasons for why it fit the Venn diagram of fancy through trash. Brother, she came with notes prepared lines we shot it it was a 45 minute segment because we just shot from start to finish mom never missed a beat we never had to cut she was just murdering it the whole time and uh yeah it was a lot of fun so you were missed but i feel like we gave a pretty damn good show sounds like it damn i might have to actually go back and listen which you know and step your fucking game up son yeah never yeah i know yeah but i'm not gonna be able to follow her the uh forester women's uh and sit, getting back in the chair but yeah the thing about howard stern i've noticed that too i like i i i definitely i'll have i'll have it in my head like i think i've talked about this on here but i think maybe that was a one of my different podcasts or even a patreon yeah. thing or maybe it was like, i i can't or again we could have just talked about it in the thread yeah that too yeah i can't I, yeah i can't remember exactly when and where things come up but you know it's a fine problem to have it's a fine problem to have though because it means we're busy means we're working you know which makes me happy and uh thank you all to all of you who listen on the various things and if you ever want to email in and point out by the way you talked about this on well read too you idiot you know you can do that at putting on airs at gmail.com thanksgiving's coming up you're leaving in just a few hours to make the yearly sojourn up to the frigid plains of iowa Webster mm-hmm. City, Iowa, for Thanksgiving, where your in-laws are from. Uh, con Dios, <clears throat> mi amigo. You do it every year. It seems all right. I uh, want to ask a POA-specific question, and that is, um, have you ever uh, holidayed with, like, uh, a rich girl, an actual, like, an actual rich girl in all rich, your uh, goings? Rich for our town yes but not like you know what i mean like her dad um rest in peace one of my favorite people on earth he was the uh ceo of a um credit union and he did well but like they still lived in like a fairly normal subdivision you know what i mean he was the he was a member at one of the nicer golf courses but they didn't have a mansion or nothing but he did have which this is as rich as i ever need to be he had a condo in Athens, Georgia, that they just had for whenever they wanted to go down for games. Um, and so the holidaying that we did was always in Athens, Georgia. He was actually the one who took me uh, to Athens and got, and we had 50 yard line tickets for the LSU, Georgia, Matt Stafford, Mettenberger, absolute fucking barn burner. And mm-hmm. uh, that's because I never used to go into the games because I was too broke to buy a ticket. And also back then you couldn't drink in the stadium. So like if you tailgate all day and then just stop drinking, like you're going to be hung over at halftime. Uh, but I went into the game for that and it was awesome. But that was pretty much the only experience I've had in it with that. And also, you know, forgive me, I see you over there at BPP doing your thing. Shout out to him. You guys are also, you know, fairly well-to-do per chick of what MAGA standards, eh? So it sure. wasn't like a, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't, a, you know, an old romance about love across the tracks or anything. No, like of course. Upstairs, no, of course not. You were like, you were, uh, you fit right in over there since it wasn't get- like an actual 
mogul, but I just know that you well, also run across guess, like the heir to the Chick Fil A throne and stuff. And that's she, a dude. No, I know you didn't date that guy, but like I just having no, known that, I thought you might have, you know, dipped your toes in some like genuinely fancy waters along no, the way. No, not. I mean, I I never ever 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 have <laughs> no not really and for the record um that family while like yeah you know it, it's not like they were crushing it way harder than us or whatever they were like my family is still very um okay because my dad is like my mom and dad were both the first people in their entire families to ever go to school you know what i mean and mom's was uh, to be a nurse and mom grew up completely destitute and poor. So, and dad, you know, like they, they, they did all right, but dad really, you know, worked hard and did well for himself. My point is I was raised first generation. We've got it together. So because of that, my life was very good, but I was being raised by people who it was all very new to, and therefore they still behaved as rednecks in their old self. So like, when I get with with this family, who is a little bit older money or whatever, like they were wine drinking people. They went to San Francisco mm -hmm. all the time to do that. Mm. So I wouldn't say that I it wasn't it wasn't like across the tracks romance, but like I was a different type than they were maybe. Yeah. I don't know, used to or wanted their daughter to drink because I'm, I'm always drinking Miller High Life. They're drinking wine. Now, they fucking loved me. But I think a lot of it was like, oh, look at this. Look at this trash boy you know what i mean this this crazy cat you know yeah i've uh this speaking of like not remembering when i've talked about stuff i've talked about this so much over the years and i had a bit about it that i did when we first started touring and it's on our album so i'm not gonna just go into all that but like i had you know my college girlfriend i went and had christmas with her her family and it was this like really revelatory experience for me which in retrospect is funny because like i know now that like her family was totally just middle class like right. actual regular middle class right uh like her dad owned like a garage like a body shop or whatever yep. you know in like Smith where you're County from if you just had a garage at your house you were doing something <laughs> right. good doing pretty good yeah right but yeah. uh but yeah, but I went over there and it was why, you know, in the bit I used to say, but it's, you know, be like, like I was in their kitchen, just like, why is all y'all's plates the same, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But like, it really was like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they had glass Tupperware and I was like, as I live and breathe, you know, like the ship. <laughs> and the main thing was Christmas morning. Like she had a younger brother and maybe younger sister too. I can't remember who were like significantly younger. She, we were college students and she had younger siblings that were like my boy's age now. So yeah. 10 ish, eight to 10 ish or something. And dude, the stuff, the presents that they got for Christmas, I remember sitting there as a 20 year old, 21 year old thinking like, and they gave, they got me gifts and like, right. The gifts that I How got. How long have you been dating? I, maybe a year if that it was oh, definitely wow. the first first christmas scenario right. first and only christmas scenario with me i always her. forget that normal people date for a long time i was always in and out with every girl their choice by the way no i only had a couple of like flames dalliances. like that yeah. dalliances yeah i either had like you know just straight up hookups or whatever or you know I don't know what you call a long relationship, but a year ish or more, you know what I mean? Committed. So, but anyway, uh, the stuff they got me was like 
more than I'd ever gotten at any one Christmas in my life. You know, I right. like looking at the kids and stuff and I, and everybody got that. And I was just like, I remember like sitting there thinking like, holy shit, this is, this is what it'd be like for some people. Mm -hmm. Like, because you, until you like have a frame of reference, you just don't know. And like me and my sister was both like that. She fucking, my sister wants, dude, Rick, our buddy, Rick from Knoxville, <laughs> Paige was in town to go to a bar show we were doing. And Rick gave us a ride back to my place. My sister was staying with me. Rick gave us a ride back to my place from the bar show. We go out and get in his car and he like forgot to get his <laughs> card or something. He had to run back in the bar. He runs back in there and me and her just sitting in there and she's in the back seat and she goes, Oh my fucking God, Bubby. Like we are for real sitting in a Lexus right now. Like the, I mean, this is, like a fucking Lexus right now, you know, and like just so you know, modern sincere. day, modern day Trey Crowder wouldn't be caught dead in a Lexus. <laughs> no, Lex I are fine, you know, but even <laughs> I at this like, but uh, but yeah, but they don't hit like, as much as we thought they did when we were kids. No, but to my sister, it was like a Maybach yeah, or which something. is cute. You yeah. know what I mean? Right? Yeah, but so uh, and so. I sort of had that experience, except it wasn't real because she wasn't actually from a rich family at all. But to right. me, she was. And that well, was it's all relative. It's all relative. Right. Yeah. Right. But so considering that, I've never, I, I've never dated or anything any like actual wealthy people. Now, since I've gotten into what we do, I've gone to some fucking yeah. real. I've been around Likewise. genuine wealth. <laughs> and power and stuff and it makes you uncomfortable don't it very much so always yeah. has still does to this day i like um although i will say like and i i don't think they mind me saying this you know i'm uh, i've known and become friends and work on shit with uh t-bone burnett and callie Corey, and they're both I, all i'm getting at with them is they're both like very top of their game like super accomplished and act highly respected. They know everybody, whatever they're in, like the hitness inner circles that exist in both music and Hollywood. And they, but, and I, I just stayed with them last week. I've stayed with them before I've done shit with them. And like, they are, uh, but they don't like really seem like it. Like they like nice right. things, but they don't, they don't seem like fucking, they're cool people. Tycoons. Yeah. Or no, whatever. they're cool. You know what now, I mean? Like, like at all, like they just seem like cool people. T-Bone so, has an air about him. He has this yeah. like certain air about him. It's almost like a James Cameron air. I can't, you know what yeah. I mean? Like where like you, you just around him and you're like, you would know this guy's somehow a thing. He's important, but he's yeah. a, but he don't act that way at all. Like no. the first time I met T-Bone and was over at his house, like he offered me a root beer. That's not something mm -hmm. most, yeah. And you know, it's funny. I remember he, he, he said, he asked me, he goes, you want a root beer or something? And I was I was fat at the time and I was feeling really bad about myself. And I go, no, I'll just take a water. And then we were sitting there and we were talking and discussing shit. And after a while, I was like, God damn it. I'd like a root beer. And I just look, I go T bone. Uh, matter of fact, I think I'm going to take you up on that root beer. And he looked at me so sincere and goes, I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then he showed us Led Zeppelin's mixer. Yeah, no, he's always got, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got stories about Zeppelin and Bob Dylan and literally any music legend you can name. He's known them for years and years. But yeah, then also he was like, uh, Callie had left to go this thing. It was just me and T-Bone at the house for a couple of hours. And he was like, 
he was like, you know, we can go out if you want to. He's like, but if you just want to sit here and, you know, listen to my record and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, we could just do that. And he was like, yeah, we got some, we got some like leftover tenderloin in there. I can make you a millionaire sandwich. I was like, what's a millionaire sandwich? He's like, I'll just put that on bread with some mayonnaise if you, if you want. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's just do that. So I'm saying he's not, uh, you know. Yeah, he's a cool guy. His name's fucking very, T-Bone for God's sake. Right, very cool guy. But like. I've been to showrunners houses and stuff. And like, you notice things like, again, I know everyone else knows this, but like fucking poor trash, like major stuff. I've never thought about, like went to a party at a showrunners house out here and like realized when I got there that they had hired out everything. Like, right. like, Kids, kids were invited also to this party. If you had they kids, hired kids, kids to come to the yeah, party. Right. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yes, <laughs> they, yeah, right. They called the kids guy. God they damn, all got, Hollywood a, they is all got like a kids that. guy. Yes, and I fucking waltzed right into that one. You yeah, sure did. Yeah, that was very Raven. But like, we brought the boys. People could bring their kids, and they had they had a pool there. Like they hired lifeguards so you could leave your kids at the pool. They hired. That's like, awesome. The, the food <laughs> was incredible, right? They hired, you know, like caterers or whatever. Yeah. And people like they hired like staff for just a party at their house. That's what's is up. what I'm saying. And it's like, and I've seen that multiple times since then. And it's like, yeah. that's the type of thing that I never would have thought of. I knew that rich people right. went to banquets and shit where there's, where there's like staff and caterers and stuff like that. But I never even thought about people hiring that for their house for like a cocktail right. party or whatever else but that's just you know it's what you do that's, that's that that's that echelon like i remember i used to when or in the early years of watching curb your enthusiasm that would be the deal like at larry's when he would have a party or whatever and even even then i thought i was like well this is kind of a put on you know what i mean like they you wouldn't do that just to have a couple friends over but like i mean fuck man you know when you've got and it and it I know a lot of people are like, well, that's just such a stupid expense. But like, you know, you gotta think about it. it's all relative. Like when you have, let's say Larry Day, hundreds of millions of dollars, what's the difference in not doing it and doing it? So like, mm -hmm. hell yeah, do it. You know what I mean? And at the same time, I'll defend it and go and like those caterers got a job that night. It's actually good for the economy. I wish all the rich people would spend their money on that type of shit. Uh, well, you just said showrunner earlier. That was kind. Of, th this is like my Lexus moment. Um, and and I, I should just say, uh, this is before Elon Musk became who we know Elon Musk to be. But our showrunner, uh, Andrew Wright, who was working with us on our on our sitcom, who was uh, the head writer showrunner at Friends, he he <laughs> decided one day after we had left a writing session that he was going to drive me home. And I was like, yeah, cool. And I got in a Tesla. And I just only heard about yeah. Tesla's like it was very new. And I was like, holy fuck. And like you got in there and it's a fucking spaceship. And like, I'm pretty sure I rolled, rode the whole way. Just like, go damn. Like it was just, it was like so insane, you know? And to me, that was like, you know, fuck. And, and to him, dude, to Andrew, he was just like, yeah, I picked up this old thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if he's still rocking that Tesla. Cause I've known some know. other Hollywood types out here that had Gave Tesla. It up. And I rode in those Teslas, and it was super rad and everything. And they loved their Teslas, and have since uh, got given up on Teslas because well, Elon don't don't hit no more or whatever. I talked, to, I talked to Andrew the other day. Actually, I need to message him back and ask him about that. If I know Andrew the way I think I know Andrew, he's like, I mean, look, he he. 
Andrew would have probably, instead of getting rid of it, just got a bumper sticker that said, I bought this in 2017. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of the people that I talked to that had since gotten rid of it temporarily had literally had a bumper sticker on it that said that. Like they yep. sell those bumper stickers because yeah. people know, you know. Um, Andrew's so, yeah. more practical. He would, that's what he would do. Be like, I'm not yeah. wasting 120 grand. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. But yeah, but in Iowa with Amber and her family, it's not remotely like that, right? Hell no, dude. Hell no, man. It is wonderful. Like, I've said this in many videos. It's really weird. Me and Amber talk about it all the time. Every single time I go to the Midwest, I end up making some sort of video for Twitter or Instagram, and it immediately becomes the most popular video I've ever done. Like, these people in the Midwest absolutely love someone not from there and i extol the virtues i don't just shit i mean i shit on them a little bit but i genuinely love it and like iowa is no like as far as southern you know tradition and culture go like all of amber's family hangs out in the garage and drinks beer uh right. to, to pass the time they all like just go work on stuff you know what i mean like they're the like they're the type of people that will like if they're bored, they will go break an air conditioner unit just so they can fix it and shit. And they just hang out in the garage. And it's one of those places too, where like, and this is a very Southern thing. You don't really have to be invited to the shed or garage. Like everyone just knows like it's past eight. I bet we could go up to Mark's house and they just will come in and everyone's, Hey, come on in. How you doing? Uh, they make their own deer jerky and like slim jim deer sticks with cheese in it they're always just getting passed out people leave with them and stuff like that you know it's it's just it's a very it's just it's it's home to me they just sound different they have a different accent but like everything else i've, I've said that the 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 midwest or at least in iowa is like it's it, it's like the south but with even more of an emphasis on meat or, or maybe theirs is ours is fried chicken and theirs is fried pork tenderloin but other than that like you know we got so much in common and i love it for sure yeah the midwest and the south there's a lot of overlap but i wanted to ask though i was actually talking about on my patreon earlier about this i've always been kind of fascinated by this like and i wrote about this in our book actually around here and over yonder comedic travel guide check it out but uh in the Midwest and the Northeast and stuff, you said Amber's family, they sit around on the holidays and they're all just like drinking, getting hammered and whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah, how they common drink, is, boy. Right. How common is that in Chickamauga at family gatherings? Not, I mean, right. I mean, there's not, there's, there's family. Cause it's funny. Cause even like, I know families that drink and during like the holiday things, right. it's, it's still not as much, you know, right. like. Like somebody, like, I'm not saying there won't be a hot toddy every now and then and one uncle might be going overboard or there might, you might have the option, but like nobody's really throwing down. Whereas like in Iowa, it's like, right. It may as well be any other Tuesday. We're drinking fucking Bush Light. I don't know what to tell that's, you. That's what I'm saying. In the Midwest and up in the Northeast, they got all these goddamn they Catholics. Bible. They got, well, they got, if they are Bible, they Catholics, Catholic Bible. And they drink. Catholic, yeah. Catholic Bible, they drunk, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you got all these goddamn spaghetti people and potato people up in the Northeast, fucking yeah. Catholic whites, huge families, and they just get fucking hammered together. Hammered. And it's like, I, you know, like you said, like my family, dude, like, you know, I mean, my mom is a straight up pillbilly, and but even on my dad's side of the family, like my dad was a drinker and a fucking dope smoking heathen and all this shit. My papa drank a bowl of whiskey a night, as you know, you know, whiskey bowl papa. Fucking, I come from like Eric Church, a long line of sinners like me, just fucking yeah, me animals, too. animals, right? But like, 
at holidays when the family was together, they didn't do that. It, right. it was like that was a uh, that wasn't proper or something. It's probably evolution. And like, and like you know? Katie's family, they don't. They also don't. Her family's not well. Like they don't mine, drink but at I know all. Some of them. Some I know, I know at least a couple of them do, but never when they're all together ever. Any girl I've ever dated, I've only ever dated Southern girls. Now that I think about it, and any girl I've ever dated, their family, I've just I've never been part of or even adjacent to a family that got hammered at the holidays because yeah. I feel like I know it exists in the South, but it's much yeah. more rare. I feel like culturally, it's super rare. Cause it's and, like because Mima's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's you, it. That's you, it. Mayma, that's it. Right wanna, there. You don't drink you in front it. of Mima. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to. It's disrespectful to drink in front of Mima or you know whatever. Whereas in the Midwest, Mima's fucking throwing back Malort and fucking calling uh, people pussies and shit. Dude, like, the king Mayma goes hard up there. Fucking. Grandpa Rich, uh, the king, rest in peace. We lost him earlier this year, as you know. He was the biggest partier of the bunch. Like, Grandpa Rich, dude, every goddamn picture that we would all try to take with all the kids and the babies and the family, Grandma Sandy would have to accost uh, Pap Grandpa Rich because he wouldn't put his beer can. He's like, oh, Grant Rich, just put the goddamn Milwaukee's best down for a picture, will ya? And he would chug it real quick and burp. And then it was like, that's an angel got its wings. You know what I mean? But like in the in the South, like it's 100% mammals here and we can't do that. Or it's also like even weirder. We're like every, this is, this is how it's been in my town for years. And I never, like we just finally passed uh, liquor by the drink in town mm -hmm. and like alcohol sales or whatever. And it blew right. my mind because I know that the majority of people in Chickamauga drink, right? But there's this weird thing about how everyone here drinks, but we don't tell anybody that we do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, it's like, it's like, dude. it's the, we're yes, all, yes. so repressed yes. in the South, sexually and, everyone, and socially and otherwise. Yes. And everyone, when they go to vote, it's almost like they're like, somebody's watching me click this. I can't, you know, it's like, it's like when you go to the, uh, the people go to the doctor and the doctor's asking them all these things that they're like, do you have this? And everybody's like, no, no. And like you do. It's just, I just don't want my doctor to know. And it's like, you got to tell your doctor. That's what you're supposed to tell your doctor. You know, yeah. we do the same thing when it comes to voting. It's like, hey, do you think liquor should be passed or whatever? And they're like, I do, but I can't say that. We all pretend yeah. like we don't, you know. Yeah. So point is a good christian I exactly can't liquor by the drink yeah i can yeah if i'm in my basement god can't see it but he can see mm -hmm. me vote because i'm out here you know and yeah. um because of that like yeah it, it's it's just an odd thing like when all the every individual family drinks but when they all get together it's like the families don't want to admit to the other family that they do right. so nobody does because that would make them you, the, the sinning family yes. or whatever and the Can other family good meanwhile they're all doing it and it's like well you know there's like there's jokes about it like there, what's it it's like uh why do you why do you own why do you only go fishing with two or more baptists uh so you can drink all their beer because if you only bring one he'll drink all your beer yeah that's right that's right, right. wade wade used to have a remember wade cardwell of um, course do what, the voice what, uh, hey everybody, I love titties. I wish there was titties on a butt so I didn't have to roll the bitch back over. Am I right? Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so Wade used to, when he was emceeing at the comedy catch, he had this like built in bit that he did about getting a drink in the comedy catch branded cups. And it was basically just like, Hey, 
if you order a drink, it comes in this comedy catch cup so nobody can tell what it is so all the Baptists can have a good time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's perfect, and it worked. It was awesome. And we, you know, my dad owned the video store in town, and we had the porno room in the back behind the mm -hmm. curtain, right? And it was the same type of thing. Like, you know, good Christians, because the porno, the porn room kept the lights on in that of fucking Of course place, it did. Right? Believe it, right? But like... But the door was glued people, shut. People would have to come in there, you know, 10 minutes before close, where you had to come in there and scope it out, make sure nobody else was around, right? Mm -hmm. It's a small town, people from church or whatever. But then, like, once the coast was clear, dude, go back there and just rack it up and then get yep. the fuck out of there as quick as you can, you know? I'm, and I remember I, I, at my day job, when I worked for the DOE, I worked with this sweet little Christian lady, you know, about 45 at the time. Uh, super conservative, super Christian. And this was at the height of 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Right? And so she told me that what she did was, cause she was just so curious. She just had to know. Right. And I'm sure she'd done been knowing, but like she went to Barnes and Noble or wherever. And she like surreptitiously got a copy of 50 shades of gray <laughs> and she put it underneath. Yeah. A, like, Christian testimonial book or something That's like that. That's what I that. did with Mein Kampf. And I put it under a Sylvia Plath book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carried it around, you know, facing outwards of anybody. So, but it's like, dude, in the South, people think like that. They think about shit like that. Dude, they think how, about like covert ops yeah. to, to disguise all their sinning or whatever. How, like it's, it's wild. Dude, how crazy is it that before like the internet, you used to have to have a jack off budget you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you had yeah. you had to spend money to jack off. So like every month you're like, I got to cut back on jacking off because we're trying to get a boat. Mm -hmm. You know? No, no, no. <laughs> cut back on the boat fund. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, them kids ain't going to school. No, oh yeah, they can. Yeah, <laughs> they can eat hot pockets for dinner for a couple more days if they have to. Like, oh my god, the, 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 the jack off budget was sacrosanct. <laughs> That's that was, right. Jack off budget was the last thing you dipped into. It was like the mortgage, then the jack off budget, and then yeah, and you go down from there. We can live anywhere, hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Fuck me. Yeah, but uh, but I think that like those families that drank like that, it seems like it hits, and I'm sure it mostly it just depends on the family because it's also like I'm. Then I also think of like I don't know how many people listening watch that show, The Bear on FX, right? But I, I think love about, it so much. Uh, there's a Christmas episode in season it's, two. Which can I it's tell a, you something before a, you get Yankee into it? Fame. I mean, it's a Midwest, but it's Chicago, right? And so, it's like, the, Chicago it, feels like not as Midwesty. It feels like big city e or whatever. Yeah. But but anyway, there's it's these this big Midwest Italian Yankee family. And they're having a Christmas and they're drinking and shit. And it's just like, it's, it's uncut just, gems, dude. It's uncut it gems, and that episode. And by the way, each other's throat screaming at each other the whole time and whatnot. And it's like, it does, it hits. Dude, but I'm also sitting there as like a, like a, a, a sweet Southern boy the whole time. I'm sitting there like, God damn, these Yankees need to chill the fuck yeah. out, bro. Jesus Christ. I Is this how the, they be? They really be like this? Like, I said it. Because it's it a lot. It's a whole lot. It's a it's a ton. And I said, and dude, Jamie Lee Curtis deserves an Emmy. I don't know if that's already happened or if she got it or whatever. But I said at the time, and I mean it, that's like the best episode of television in a comedy show that I've seen in like, I don't know, 10 years. And by the way, I say that 
and and I'll admit that I was stressed the fuck out the whole time. But like that to me, that holds weight. Like you made me feel something, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's intense. And, and luckily that's not how Amber's, you know, nope. I've right. never seen any of them fight and maybe it's cause they're drunk, but you would mm -hmm. think though, the drinking that it would make amplify. that work. Right. And I right. think that's why a lot of people in the South, maybe they're like, uh, there's a lot of families that probably used to drink during the holidays. And they were like, well, listen, Randy literally can't. So we all mm -hmm. can't, you know what I mean? Cause my dude, yeah. my, now when I was a kid, my uncle used to come methed the fuck out to Christmas. Mm -hmm. But you can't breathalyze for that. And you know what I right. mean? <laughs> he would just yeah. do it before he came and whatever. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, again, Amber's, dude, I'm so fucking lucky in the sense that, and they wouldn't mind me saying this, they're not atheists or anything, but they're very non-religious. I think all of them, like, believe in God and probably think maybe Jesus is real or what. I don't, dude, I don't even know. But they don't, you ain't ever gonna hear them talk about it. They damn sure don't believe any law or be made to, you know, pacify those that do believe in it. And they'd rather not talk about it. And the same for politics, too. They're, like, in the Midwest, maybe they're just like, maybe the Midwest is just like, it's weird to say, but like just 10 years behind the South. And I say that because they act exactly like my hometown acted in the 90s about politics, which was they were like, fuck all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were like, ain't none, well, of, them, ain't none of them give a shit about us. Well, Joe, I don't want to hurt you right now, but the 90s were 30 years ago, not 10. What say? But yeah. Well, you oh. said they're 10 years behind us. You're like, because they act like it's the 90s. And I oh, hear my you, God. Dude. I hear you. Wow. The late 90s is perpetually 10 years away in my mind. Wow. I just legit. Not, not to be. I just legit said that not as a bit. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, no, I find that refreshing to hear that. That does hit. I, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to talk about, you know, it's Thanksgiving week. I mean, when people hear this, Thanksgiving happened yesterday. Hope y'all enjoyed the turkey and didn't fight with your uncle too much. And if you're from a drunk family, I hope you drunk it up and had a good time. Um, I've got a Thanksgiving but, question for you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It's related to food, um, which no. I'm sure is fine with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, your ideal sweet potato casserole, describe it to me. This I don't want to lead. I don't, I don't want to lead the question. So I'm just going to say, describe it to me. This ain't going to hit for you. You don't um, like it? I I like sweet potatoes. Uh, the the vegetable, the tuber itself hits for me. Uh -huh. The classic sweet potato casserole that you often find with the marshmallows toasted on top uh -huh. and all uh -huh. that stuff. I, you know, I, I don't have a huge sweet tooth. Uh -huh. And I've, I've always found that to be just a bit much. I've never been a, I've never been a huge fan of, of that. It does hit for me. I'm with I've, you. Oh, wow. I did you, not expect but, but it to go that way. I thought me... you were going to be like double marshmallows. Right? No, double fuck marshmallows. no. <laughs> I hate the fucking marshmallows. because yeah. and, and I didn't even know that people did that shit. Because the way my mom makes sweet potato casserole, I think you would find delightful. Because what she does, instead of marshmallows, she lightly dusts pecans with brown sure. sugar and okay. glazes it on top. So it's not this... 
insane it like it's just nice the pecans add a little bit of nuttiness it's not overly sweet because the pecans take away a little bit of that and i think you would find that to be wonderful because when you're eating a sweet potato like as a baked potato you do a little little brown sugar and butter right yes i do i also sometimes i'll I do, and that does hit. But I also will I'll put go chili in salt, it. I'll go the salt route Me instead. Too. Not not chili, but like butter and salt or whatever. Because yeah. I think that, ain't nothing wrong with that. Right? Yeah, it's sweet but enough. Yeah. I agree with you. It's, but no, they're sweet enough. In my you opinion. would you would like my mom's sweet potato casserole because she opts for the pecans, which I I, I like find, nuts in. I've had nuts in pecans yeah. are great, so, so no, I'm on board. Dude, I can't stand that marshmallow shit. And for the record, I love marshmallows. I'm a big fan. By the way, Trey, did you know what marshmallow's original intent was? Intent, I don't know, but the there's like a marshmallow plant, right? Or like it comes from a plant marshmallow, not the marshmallows we get at the store. Those are just like sugar confections. But originally marshmallow, I think, was like a, some kind of botanical situation. You're uh, blowing my fucking mind. I didn't know that. But, I think that I think that's true. I'm gonna double check it. But anyway, the original intent. No, I don't know it. Tell me. They were supposed to be a cough drop. The of course they were. Yeah. <laughs> the the sugary uh, creaminess was supposed to coat your throat. And by the way, I had a cough not long ago. We had some marshmallows. It don't not hit. You know, you get to eat a marshmallow. Yeah. Uh, the word marshmallow comes from the mallow plant species, which grows in marshes. The plant's stems and leaves are fleshy, and its white flower has five petals, uh, yada, yada. So, it, yeah, there is a marshmallow plant, but it's not, it ain't, you know, the confectionery that we I'm know. talking about but the yeah, jet dude, puff motherfuckers. The, right, yeah, back in the day, you know, like, fucking, uh, like, candy was, yeah. like, also drugs. Ludens and is still that fucking, way. Right, yeah. Which like, I love. Yeah. Candy, that's why, that's why drugstores had candy and stuff. It's like, you know, you could get you could get candy, which was a drug, or you could get, like, children's Tylenol, which was heroin at yeah. the time, yeah. you know. And that's how, yeah, that's how they used to roll. Your kid wow. has a sore throat. Give them candy. Will that really help? No, but they'll shut the fuck up. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to, let's see, before we get into to your thing, I had a well, whole Let's take a break. With, how about that? Can we take a break? Wait, do you want to take a break before your subject? Because I this is a uh, this is just one little. I wanted to read uh, a piece of airmail that I said I would read two weeks ago and I didn't. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, we'll do this, then we'll take a break, and then you can do uh, Professor Cho. I had a whole topic tonight, but we got to talk about Thanksgiving, and now I'm going to save it because I do think it's going to hit. I'd like to read up more on it. So a couple weeks ago, last time I was here, I opened up a uh, an, an airmail about Boston and I looked at it and it was hugely long and I said, okay, I'm going to need to dive into this and revisit it. Right. So I've done. So now we're going back to it. Y'all know I was in Boston recently and we talked about Boston on the show about how it's a perfect fancy trash Venn diagram city. But I said, I tried to Google like Boston trash stories or whatever. And I couldn't find anything satisfying, which is very frustrating to me. So we got this, uh, airmail from our boy, Travis, who is the airhead that we, uh, traumatized when we made him realize that he had been cybering with middle-aged pedophiles. <laughs> Remember, we read we read that airmail yeah. from him. We, where we traumatized we, a lot of motherfuckers with that because yeah. it traumatized well, me. Hey, truth hurts, baby. But anyway, 
He's a New England feller. He said he's dis- he is deeming himself the senior New England correspondent for uh, for the universe, which I'm fine with. Yeah, you got the job, buddy. He grew up in rural Connecticut. He lives in southern New Hampshire. Spent his whole life in New England. He's been he spent a lot of time in Boston too. He told me that Boston. He said it's dead on target for being the fancy trash Venn diagram city in this country. He said I was right about that, but he said you know he couldn't believe I couldn't find any good stories, so he wanted to share uh, a story that he has on that subject before that he points out that Southie we talked about Southie a lot and how mm-hmm. that's where the trash is in Boston and he said that that is still true except Southie is being slowly gentrified. gentrified yeah so you know like all the you know hitting trash neighborhoods have been so it's like part of it is trash part of it is upscale yuppie my dad is a lawyer, $20 espresso martini type stuff and that's uh those are Travis's words he says in fact the uh the shitty apartment building that Matt Damon's trash ass character lived in and goodwill hunting apartments in that building currently go for $4,500 a month for a two bedroom in, in Southie. Southie in Southie. Get the yeah. fuck. How yeah. do, where Bro, that's more than I pay in Burbank and I live in a house. Like that's insane. Dude, that's quadruple the mortgage on my home. Like that mm-hmm. is in Southie. Okay. Well then, you know, not to get political, but where do the fucking Southie people go? Yeah, into the sea, baby, where they oh. belong. Then with the lobster. <laughs> uh, anyway, so then he said he's got a Boston story for us. I'm gonna read through this. We'll cut in along the way because it is long, but I do think it hits. Good. So he, he As says they all are. It was November 7, 2020. Me and my then girlfriend decided to go get brunch to drown out our anxieties from still not knowing who had won the damn election. Brunch and bougie Boston prices were still new to me, but if there was a time to drink, it was then. After paying way too much for lavender-infused mimosas and French toast, (laughs) I volunteered to walk to the nearest liquor store to pick up a gift bottle of wine for another couple we were meeting later that night. Parting ways with my girlfriend, I walked down the street, passing all of the other trendy brunch places until I must have crossed some sort of unofficial DMZ and found myself (laughs) in Old Southie, right? Oh, God. So once there, I was greeted by a visibly drunk older woman wearing a ratty hoodie with a faded airbrush picture of, you guessed it, Tweety Bird on (laughs) it. I know, isn't that isn't that like that's nice to hear? I thought the same thing. It's like the yeah. Tweety Bird is trash for, or is universal amongst the different types of trash because like Southern trash, they yep. had such love a Tweety thing Bird. With Tweety Bird. Love Tweety Bird, a, bro. I know you've had a joke about Tweety Bird. I used to one of my first jokes that I ever wrote. I can't remember even what the premise or what the fucking joke was about, but I know in it that. I walked up to a trailer where the uh, old woman who came out to greet me was wearing a Tasmanian devil t-shirt as a dress, which is the same yep. thing. The Perfect. Looney Tunes characters Looney are Tunes characters. high fashion in the, the Southern culture. I have, when I cleaned out the house I grew up in, I found an old sweater. It's a Tennessee Vol sweater, but it's the Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes characters and Vol stuff. And I was like, I was like, that's mine. I'm taking that. Hell yeah. Katie just told me she was in Salina working on the house and she said some girl came by in her 20s asking about renting it. And so Mm -hmm. she told me that she was, she told me her name and I didn't know her. And I was like, I said, was she wearing flip flops and a Tweety Bird shirt? You know, that's the first, first thing out of my mouth. And Katie was like, no, she was no, no. She was like, she was like, no, she wasn't a crackhead. And I was like, okay. But, uh, I'm sorry. I but, stepped on your joke there. Anyway. Um, so yeah, back to Travis's story. 
old drunk Boston lady Tweety Birch uh, hoodie. With her cigarette still in her mouth, she yelled out to me, Hey there, smoke show. You're going to take me down to the library or what? And he says, However, <laughs> however exaggerated of a Boston accent you imagine that, know that it actually was way, way worse. <laughs> Spoiler, I did not take her to the library, but I did find the liquor store, a Southie as fuck hole in the wall called Al's Liquors that has this Southie as fuck mural on the wall. And it's a mural that says, Ireland unfree will never be at peace. And it's Damn about, right. you know, Northern Ireland, not belonging yeah. to England. Michael yeah, Collins. So, yeah. Yeah. Potato people. Dude, Did I do an episode hold, on Michael Collins yet? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. Either anyway, way, I'm for it. Know, the potato people holding it down in Boston. Anyway, he mm-hmm. continues. The guy behind the counter at Al's was, of course, Al, who's right out of central casting for the meathead henchman that Irish mob bosses use to beat protection money out of people. <laughs> Al was holding court with two other background character in a Scorsese movie looking motherfuckers about Trump, the election, the George Floyd protesters, and his belief that black people, quote, weren't doing themselves any fucking favors with all the rioting. Oh, and if you're wondering whether he used a spicier term than black people, I'm here to tell you he super did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that contrary to Al's thick Boston accent, he used a word that proves he knows how to pronounce a hard R when he really wants to, which is true. Yeah, I, that was one. It's of the, hard was for them Boston. to pronounce the hard R. So that's... when I was in Boston, one of the jokes I said about Boston up top was I was talking about I was like, "Y'all take some of the heat off us for talking dumb and being racist sometimes," you know. And I was like, "You guys deserve a lot of credit, really, because like the fact that you attained your racism <laughs> reputation without the use of the hard R." I was like, <laughs> "Got to give it up. That is truly impressive." Because that's like the number one, you know, weapon in the South's arsenal. You know what I mean? Right, you for guys sure. don't even have that. It's anyway. a punctuation mark, that hard yeah. R. Anyway, Travis continues. The day in the story conclude in Somerville, a super duper crunchy and liberal suburb of Boston where we were having dinner later that night. News had broken earlier that Trump had lost to Biden and the entire neighborhood was out and about celebrating. People were dancing and cheering in the streets, banging pots and pans together. And to top it off, our waiter produced a trumpet seemingly out of thin air and played a chunk, a Chuck Mangione-esque rendition of the national anthem that brought everyone within earshot into deafening applause. It truly felt like the end of the Empire Strikes Back when the Death Star gets blown up and all the Ewoks are getting fucked up and celebrating. Can I say something Anywho, real quick? Yeah. Travis is a hell of a writer. This is really right. good. Yeah. This I would subscribe yeah, yeah. to this. This is good shit. Yeah. And then he finishes. Anywho, the point of that long wildland story is that Boston contains multitudes and may well be the most perfect example of the Diamond Dallas Page putting on airs diagram that has ever existed. Love you like chicken, Travis, senior New England correspondent. So well I knew, done. I knew I knew I knew he thought I forgot. Because, I, like I said, at the end of the episode two weeks ago, I started to read it and said I'd have to revisit it. And I know in his head, he was like, I'll never hear that again. Well, there you go, Travis. Thanks for the hey, air. We've been we all over it. it. Yeah, we so, do appreciate it. That was awesome. We've been all over the goddamn place as of late. You know, we got shit going on, but we still make sure the show comes out every Friday and that it hits. You know what I mean? Indeed. So let's do your thing right, right. after this.
Y'all, with the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. I know I am. Well, here's the deal. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time, you're going to eat well, and you're going to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Factor has helped me so much because, yeah, during this time, I'm going out of town to see relatives, but I'm still trying to keep my workload up, and I like to be the chef, but sometimes I can't do it. So with Factor, I know, hey, it's going to be good, and I ain't got to do anything. Also, adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. You can choose from 34 weekly flavor-packed Fresh, never-frozen meals, ready to eat in two minutes, or you can level up with the Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to some upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini. That's broccoli's fancy cousin who studied abroad. Uh, Leeks, truffle, and asparagus. Or are you looking for uh, calorie-conscious options like I always be doing, especially right after Thanksgiving? Uh, Well, you can get those. Try the delicious dietitian-approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving, meaning if you eat two of them, you still don't have to feel too bad. Trey, you love Factor. Tell them about it. I do love Factor. The thing I love the most about it is how how hard it hits at lunchtime. Busy running around, chickens with our heads cut off and such and such. I like to cook, but I like to cook in the evening for lunch. I can't be bothered, but I still want something that hits, and that's where Factor comes in. But even if a regular Factor is not quite enough for your busy lifestyle, they also have lunch-to-go options. That means effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat whenever you're on the go. You don't even need the microwave for it, all right? Also, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like animals, apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon cheddar, egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillets. Or for an easy wellness boost, try the refreshing beverages like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies, also a big hit at the Crowder household. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in all of their meals. This fall, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So here's what you do. Head to factormeals.com slash POA50 and use the code POA50 to get 50% off. That's code POA50 at factormeals.com slash POA50 to get half off. Give it a go. Listen, y'all, cold turkey might hit on a sandwich, but there's a better way to break your bad habits, though. And we're not talking, I'm not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy-ass crazy neighbor who uses her, her crystals and lights her candles and pours out her salt and does stuff with goats and all that. It don't matter if the moon's in retrograde or you got your chi harnessed or any of that type of stuff. That's not what we mean. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. 
It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. Cho, tell them what you think about it. Oh, I love it. I've told you all a bunch of times. The first time I tasted it, I was like, I never want to taste oxygen that's not this. It's kind of like the first time I ever had flavored water. I just threw all the regular water right out. I love breathing it. If, if it was up to me, I'd turn my fume into a snorkel type situation so I could just breathe all that sweet orangeness all the time. You know, think of a, like a refreshing herbal tea. That's what's going on uh, with with one of these flavors that I particularly love. Also, it's super nice. It is a good fidgeter. If you're like me, I'm a huge fidgeter, and I like fidgeting with this thing. It's beautiful, real wood. Looks like the the, the baseball bat that that Babe Ruth hit his last home run uh, it, as a as a Red Sox before he, then then he went to the Yankees. And y'all know about the curse and all that stuff. You got to try the new Solano fume. Solano. It's made with a premium walnut barrel and an onyx coated mouthpiece that has a slightly softer finish. Start the holidays off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash poa. Getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of our show 20% off until December 1st when they use our code POA to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Easier. Easy for me to say. That's tryfum.com slash POA. Use the code POA. You're going to get 20% off. Do it. Fume good. Other stuff, don't hit. All right, we're back. Are we doing history, Professor Cho? I don't even know what you're doing. I have a vague idea what you're doing. It's, about it's definitely history with Professor Cho. It's actually like I'm kind of doing a whole thing. It's like a it's it's a segmented thing that I'm doing here. It's gonna be fun. Well, tell us about it. Well, uh, we I'm gonna start this off by reading you all an email that we received that uh, normally I would save for airmail, but it was so precious and awesome that I decided that I wanted to read it now. So I will. I do not know this person's name because their email name is one of, is just a made-up screen name. Uh, but I got this email in the put, putting on airs at gmail.com, and the subject line said, you guys have changed my outlook on life. Also, you're popular in prison here. When I saw the here, I was like, where is the here? Well, we're about to find out where the here is. <clears throat> Anyways, he goes on to write, Wednesdays used to be my absolute worst day of the week, but thanks to the Skewniverse putting out weekly and well-read on Wednesdays, uh, Tuesdays are out, but you, so you guys are, ba- I, a lot of this, I don't know what he's talking about, but he says, so you guys are basically beating tacos. Be proud gringos once again, unintentionally this time, denigrating Mexicans. <laughs> but I've been, anyways, but I've been free almost 20 years. He was in prison. So that is just chicken shit to what you guys mean to a lot of people that can't. Like, share, and subscribe. By the way, you'll get them in about two to ten years. I hope you guys don't mind, and please don't sue, but I bootleg all of your YouTube videos every week to a USB and bring it to two different prisons here along with movies and other series. Kind of like two chains, but I got no snakeskin pants, though. Because prisoners here in Denmark 
can mm. have computers but no internet. So the boys get bored and they need something to pass the time. And I'll tell you what, when y'all get passed around in prison, you guys hit. You guys really do. <laughs> you yeah. guys really do. I used to get told that in junior high and high school. That one day I'd get passed around in prison and it would hit for them. Um, yeah, it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> you guys really do make a difference inside as funny conversation starters and every little things help. Every little thing helps to keep the peace because even in Nordic countries, prisons are prisons and criminals are criminals. But we are all people and y'all tend to show it. Plus, pastime is sometimes precious. P.S. I know that this will hit for you guys. Everyone in both places, meaning both prisons, seem to love you. Even the guards like it. But, and boy, I, this is the best thing I've ever heard. But in all truth, the darker the skin, the deeper the love. We hit for black people in Denmark. I didn't even know they oh, were yeah. there. I about to say, I didn't know y'all had any, but I'm glad to hear that we hit for them. What's up, fellas? If you're listening over there in, uh, in, your, in your Danish prison, I imagine like y'all's prison's got like hitting pastries and stuff in it. I see y'all. That's what I thought too. Wearing, wearing wooden shoes and riding bicycles around the grounds <laughs> and stuff and whatnot. I don't, you know, I don't know either way. I hope you're doing well. It does hit for me to know that we're being enjoyed uh, in any prison. And I'm not just saying that either. I've, you know, my mama's felonious, and uh, I've got a lot. You know, one of our one of our best friends is a felon who spent a lot of time in prison. So I've always, uh, it's been a a thing of mine that to me in this country, in America in particular, people just write off anybody that's ever made anybody. Any kind of, anybody anybody that's ever been to prison, we just throw you in the trash, and that's on the left and the right. People on the left do the same shit. It's like you. We're so sure. bloodthirsty in this country that it's like that whole, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime thing. It's like, it's like it justifies any kind of bullshit treatment you can imagine because every, you know, one you I've made ever a mistake heard. or whatever. And, and now you just have no worth to society anymore. And I've never, ever bought into that. And so yeah, also I got every, love for every, y'all. every one of the people I've ever heard say that has done a crime mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and didn't get in trouble for it because right. they either knew they wouldn't or they just got lucky and a lot of that luck right. well we know why um but here's the deal i know that there's a cup at least a couple people in danish prison listening to this that probably deserve to be in prison i'm not saying that but coming from where we come from and again i don't know how it is over there But I know a lot of people, you see it every day, people are in prison for things that you absolutely should not be in prison for. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be some sort of consequence. I'm just saying these things, hell, half of these things are now legal to do in the country and people are still locked away for them, right? I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any type of consequence, but throwing a person's entire life away isn't necessarily the answer. So because we have some fans in the Denmark prisons and because I feel that way, I thought it would be nice to do a segment, a Professor Cho that was just about Denmark. I wanted to give them a little something extra because, you know, we have fans all over the regular world, but like, I didn't know we were in prison. So I wanted to say, Hey guys, fucking a, uh, I hope you get out. And when you do, by the way, and I don't know how long you've been in there, we'll have to teach you how to like, subscribe, retweet, do all this shit. We're going to put you to work. I'm sorry. But 
uh, because of that, I wanted to talk a little about Denmark. Now, in my okay, research, so of the Den general subject here is just the country of Denmark. That's where we're. That's where we're and starting. And Hans Christian Andersen. And Hans Christian Andersen. Okay. We get to Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna do Hans Christian Andersen, but then in my research, I was like, "Holy shit, he's from there. I better talk about him a little bit." So. They already know we're Americans. We're dumbasses. We're we're other country dumb, uh, especially most. Well, really, just any country. Name a country. We're dumb about it, and we're dumb about Denmark too. Cho has rectified that for himself. But what hits about this Not for really. me, is, right? I know, I know. What hits about this for me is like, you know how usually you cover these topics, and presumably ninety eight percent or more, ninety nine percent of our listening audience, they also are not learned on the subject, just yeah. like me. So they hear you talking about it and it hits or whatever, but there's always like one person yep. who has like a PhD in the given subject or yeah. is gen like genuinely very learned in it. And apparently you drive those people insane. insane. With the way and you I live talk for about it. Things. Yes. Right. So it hits for me imagining these Danish prisoners mm -hmm. having that reaction to you talking about their country. Like, yep. so I'm really into this. So, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go ahead. Let's learn they're, about Denmark, everybody. They're either going to be like, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and hijacking the show to talk specifically to us, or they're going to be like, "You, I don't even know how they sound. And Sorry, no guys. No sorry, idea. guys. And I know, look, uh, I, I know this might not hit for y'all. In my brain, when I think of what Danish people sound like, it's the Swedish chef from Sesame Street. Sure, and y'all yeah. are all... Hervey, Derby, Sherby, Derby. Derby, Derby. I'm a ski slooping. Yeah, right. I have a super lamping. And by yeah, the right. way, I say that as a positive thing. That hits for me. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like y'all, like people from those types of country, I wish they were the ones that always gave me my bad news because I feel See, like it would hit. Like, you forgot the ball cancer. I could live I, after yeah. that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, but I wonder if we've already pissed them off by like comparing them to Swedes. Cause I don't, I have no yeah, idea. I have no I idea. Either. They might have hate no each idea, other. But, but I imagine. For whatever reason, I imagine in the Nordic countries that Sweden is kind of like like Connecticut or somewhere yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like they're all uppity and up their own ass or whatever yeah. to the other Nordic countries. Like, ah, oh, the fucking Sweden, how the Swedes are. They think they're better yeah. than everybody else. But maybe I'm wrong. They might be the Nordic trash, but I don't think well, so. Well, then let me go ahead and front load this first fact about Denmark that I think will hit for the Danish prisoners and get them back on our side. Apparently, of the Vikings, which there were them all across all of the countries we just mentioned, the Danish ones were apparently the most badass uh, Vikings, the most feared Vikings, like Swedish Vikings didn't have shit on the Denmark Vikings if you were going to rape and pillage somewhere and you had to outsource that, you were calling the goddamn Danes. You weren't calling Sweden or the Netherlands or whatever, the, who the fucking Dutch are. You were calling the Danes. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, I believe from uh, TV shows I've watched and not documentaries, scripted dramas I've yeah. watched. I believe that it's False true crimes. that uh, the, uh, the, the Brits in the, in the like, Back in the day, they used to refer to all the Vi they just referred to them as the Danes, like the yep. the, the that the is Vikings accurate. That, yeah, the Vikings that invaded uh, Britain and came over there, they were called the Danes. It was like the Dane law. They had the Dane law and the agreements made with them and stuff. They were just universally called the Danes. So yeah, y'all like uh, y'all the number one Vikings. That's right. Well, in my research, uh, I came upon some 
Danish folk tales that I thought were interesting. I'm only going to read one here, but the reason I'm reading this one is because once it's a very short Danish folk tale, and it also read to me like sort of a street joke, but like from way old Denmark. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, so it's called. This is the folktale is called The Jutlander and His Stockings. Now, I did not in any way look up what a Jutlander was. Um, I know that you have the capability to and probably are about to, but would you like to guess for a second what a Jutlander is? Like for some reason name, I want to say, do, I don't in my head I'm I'm, I'm automatically turning it into Jutlander. Uh and Jutlander, yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh but no, someone that lives out on a peninsula jut? somewhere. Uh, yeah, a jut, something that juts out into the water. Yeah, right. You know, well, look like it up peninsula. real quick. They live, they live out on land decks. Somebody that lives yeah. on the head of a land deck that yeah. juts out yeah. into the water. That's a jut lander. A, I do like lander. how peninsulas look like wainers. That's fun it to does me. It. Yeah. You uh, looking it up? A native or inhabitant of Jutland or okay. Ut Utland or whatever. What the fuck is... Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't um, even know that was a thing. Well, that makes sense. Uh, It's a peninsula in northwestern hey! Europe, which belongs to Denmark. How about God that? God damn, boy! How about God that? God damn, boy! Context clues, baby. Context clues. What's Hell up? Hell yeah. My yeah. man. All right. Well, here's the folk tale. The Jutlander and his stockings. A well-dressed Jutlander once took a drop too much and consequently lost command of his legs. He was drunk. Uh, landing at full length in the middle of the high road where he fell asleep. While he was lying in this state, another wayfarer passed him. When he observed the Jutlander's fine stockings and compared them to his own which were old and worn he saw his chance to draw the good stockings off the Jutlander's feet and to replace them with his own on doing this he walked on when the Jutlander had slept till he was somewhat more sober a man came driving along shouting keep your legs by yourself or i shall run them over the Jutlander awoke lifted his head and looked at his legs when he noticed a pair of gray ragged stockings and remembered that his own were pretty white and brand new he lay <laughs> quietly down again answering drive on these are not my legs okay <laughs> it's a street joke so all right <laughs> yeah these are trash legs you can just fuck <laughs> them all up run over them these legs don't hit i don't even want them if they're gonna look like that <laughs> god damn run them over if i ain't got my fancy uh <laughs> leg warmings on then you could just take them i mean was that is that what I am to take away from yeah. that? From I mean, that tale I think show? So. That's what I took away from it. It's like, these clearly ain't my legs. Go ahead and run over them. <sighs> now we're being too dumb about it. There's got to be. No, that has to be it. Drive on. These are not my legs. The guy was basically saying, keep your legs by yourself. Pull your legs back or I'm going to run over them. He looked down. He was like, these ain't my legs. Go ahead. It's dumb. No, but no, no. But I think no, that no. has to be it. No, no, no. We're, 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 we're being dumb about it. I think. Okay. I think, okay. and, uh, I think like it's, I'm trying to think it's like a person like they, if, if something about their life 
isn't the way they're used to it being. They're used to it being all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Then they, you know, don't care about it or something. There's some kind of life lesson here. There's got to be. Okay, so it's, what it's you're saying is he tale. was like, there's got to be some message to this, right? Okay. These old folk tales, they have some sort of meaning. They're like fables, or you know, there's a moral of the so story. So it's kind of like right? when a when a, a like a, a kid. Uh, upsets their father and he's like I have no son so in his brain he's like if these are my legs go ahead and run me over like you think that's what it is maybe maybe that or something about like maybe the Utland people are stupid maybe that you know what I mean maybe this is like a Polish joke like yeah. maybe the Utland people joke yeah yeah, yeah because I'm saying like Utland is owned by Denmark but maybe they're stupid people and so they're like the joke here is that like He's so dumb. He's like, these ain't my legs. You know what I mean? I'm, that's not how they talk. But you know, yeah, maybe. No, but that is dumb. But it could also be like it, like maybe it's about materialism. Look at me yeah. being all. I'm like a poetry major in college or something right now. I'm just trying to queer stuff was what I was going to say. Queer, but yeah, maybe being very queer about all this. But like, yeah, you know, if you, if you don't have the the fancy trimmings then it doesn't matter you don't to want you to live? that's not when that's not what really matters what matters is the legs underneath not the stockings on top but because yeah. he didn't have fancy stockings because they've been replaced with these trash stockings he just threw it all away because it wasn't worth it to him but that ain't the way york be can i tell you something the prisoners yeah. are going insane right now because yes, they know sure. exactly what it for is sure. and either yes. we have completely undersimplified it or we have or you're being whatever they call gay over there yes. i don't know what the word yes. is you know what i mean yes so also Stalking just, wieners. i've looked into it further the Jutland, if that's even how you say it it's a peninsula of northern europe that forms the continental portion of denmark so like the bulk of denmark is Jutland. so okay so Jutlander, it can't be what i said uh so but anyway yeah. Right. There so that takes it. like it can't be the thing that I said about how they're the dumb ones because if they're the majority of Denmark, they are the majority geographically looking at it. There's two sort but of that island doesn't always deals. mean, yeah. Cause like in Canada, it's like all the people in Canada could fit in like Texas or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's big, mm-hmm. but there ain't a lot of people there. So Denmark, I'm just now learning. So it, juts it utes off of germany into the sea right is that where that's, we get yeet from yeet that's the yeet. yut no that ain't no way that oh. fucking zoomers like you know who knows what they're doing but like right i like yeet yeet's a good one I, i'm a fan of that yeah. term from the young people i yeet so from like time to time four or maybe five sections of denmark the other four are little islands between the peninsula and sweden these islands between there and they're all pretty close, three separate islands and then one off to the right. And then, but the bulk of the land of Denmark is Jutland, the, uh, the, the peninsula. Okay. If they even call it Jutland, but yeah, Jutland, Jutland is the bulk of Denmark geographically. I don't know if that's where most of the people live or not. Well, in other things that might not hit for some of the prisoners, Denmark is the first country to recognize same sex marriage. Mm. Um. Yeah, they recognized them and registered them. When do you think it was? When do you think it was? They were the first ones to do it. When do you think it was? 1986. 
1989. Motherfucker, you was close. And you didn't go over. So Price is Right, you win. I win, yeah. Price is Right rules. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, Lego was invented there. Yeah, of course. You're a big Lego fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Love Don't y'all go to the thing? Y'all go to the thing? Lego Land, we haven't been in a minute, but we've been to Lego Land many, many times. Yes, over the course of my children's childhood living here in Southern California. Yeah, it's a magical place. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, right. Like yeah, they all look like Lego park, Lego yeah. cars and stuff like that. They have, yeah, yep, yeah, all that. Or they take you. There's like a boat ride where they take you through like a, it's like a jungle cruise type thing. But but all the animals are built out of Legos, which is I like love that. It's kind of cool because I mean it's a huge like hippo and it's massive, but it's made entirely out of Legos. You know, shit like that. I mean. You know, it's right. Legos are cool, man. Fucking le- like I love uh, Legos. Me and you've talked also, about this a lot. I'm like having my son. One of literally the first things that I thought of as soon as he was born, I saw God. I had this life changing moment and I was like, not that long from now, I can buy Legos again. You know what I mean? I was pumped. It is a part that hits, dude. I'm, you know, I've been, this has been my whole thing with you and Drew having kids. I've just been, you know, coming face to face with the, uh, the reality of my fatherhood experience. And on that note, like my Bishop and Benton are, they just about done with Legos. Like they're like, mine well, are buddy, like, mine are like aging out of Legos as come we speak. down to my house. You're welcome. Anytime I've got a spare bedroom that I will turn into your palace and when Bane gets of age, you can sit there, and I will not mind at all. I'm fine sharing my father time with him. Being, he needs to meet his Uncle Trey. We'll build the fucking Death Star. We'll do all that shit. It'll be fun. Now, granted, um, because of who I am as a person and our need in our business for constant content, we probably will film it and put mm-hmm. it on Instagram. But, like, dude, that would be fucking awesome. Like, come down, play Legos. Like, I'm all about you raising my son. You know what I mean? You come down here, help me do it, and then you can get the experience of fatherhood back without any of the, like, nagging, like, oh, what if something happens? Like, you get to leave right after that. Like, unclehood is the fucking shit. Sure. I mean, I still got plenty of fatherhood left to go. It's just I'm out of the fun baby toddler part, which is where you're at. That part does hit. Yes, it makes me sad. But anyway, the Legos, they're like engineering marbles too. Like people yeah, just take them for crazy. granted because everybody's used to them and how they work. But like the the engineering specific specificity yeah. of Legos, you know what I mean? Like how yeah. how like die like how perfectly they all fit together universally across the board and considering they're tiny little pieces of plastic, like that's some impressive engineering feats right there, Danish people. I, they I would agree. be proud of that. I don't know if this came up to you because you were a smart kid, right? Well, I fucked with Legos when I was a kid, but there were other kids that thought people who played with Legos were dumbasses because they were playing with the, was it the Erector sets or the Connect? You remember those? The um, Yeah, Erector sets, sure. Erector sets. They, there, was like a, there was like a division in my school no. of like, no. you're either a Lego person or you're an Erector set person. And I was always a Lego person. And I thought the Erector set was cool and shit, but I was like, I'm trying to see Chewbacca. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. I don't really give a fuck to build a crane. Yeah, no, we didn't have that in Salina, thankfully. I thought we were like, you know, you were lucky to have Legos. Most people had fucking blocks, B-L-L-X, or whatever the fuck, you know, the, right. the shit you, you get at the dollar store. you just tried to make store. sticks fit 
Mega Blocks or whatever the fuck they were called. I remember yeah. we had Mega Blocks. I had those. Yeah. yeah, I remember Mega Blocks. So, also in Denmark, uh, the oldest theater in the world that is still existing, the Korshar Cinema Theater, is the oldest in the world, having its first screening in 1908, which I assume in 1908 their first screening was a Dane on a horse sitting there. Like, what do you think that was? Yeah, 1908. I don't. Did they even have the train yet? You know, the I don't famous think so. the, the movie of the train coming at yeah. the coming at the screen, and people yeah. fucking dove out of the way and freaked out because people's dumb in the past. Right? Um, Does it blow your that mind that the... in 1908? I know that. I mean, I know that. Like, I guess this I is the oldest getting... one that's still here. Doesn't necessarily no, mean it's the continuously first. Continuously been continuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say it's wild that cinematic. Well, you said theater, and I my yeah. head went to like Shakespeare play theater, but you meant like cinematic screening specifically. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I knew they had them in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, and yeah, they were all just like little clips of things that people were just like, "Can you believe this moves?" You know? Yeah, like, right. That fat yeah. man sure did fall. Uh, I don't even think they had gotten to the Fat Man no, Fallen era of Hollywood no. yet. No, that took a while to work pictures. up to. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you. This is kind of now on my bucket list because, you know, me and, uh, me and you consider ourselves, and I know that there's there's people who we pale in comparison to, but I definitely consider myself a cinephile. Like so many of me and you's conversations, whether it be text or in person, is about whatever movie we've just seen, whatever old movie we've just seen. You know, we're we're always talking about how they block this or whatever. Like, I consider myself a cinephile, so like, I do feel, and maybe it would be a good place to go for round here over yonder part two. By the way, part one is available right now wherever you get your books. But this is it's kind of on my bucket list. I've got to go to the oldest cinema. Um, they also have the oldest monarchy in all of Europe. Would you have bet that? You mean like what, like direct line monarchy? Like, so first of all, they have a king right now. They have a king right now. And that king is descended from a line of kings that goes back farther than any other line of kings in Europe. King Hugelik is thought to have been the first king in Denmark dating back to the 8th century during the early Viking age. They also have the oldest flag. There's a lot of shit that they got going on that's the oldest that there is. Like, they were the first, like, they were like, red stripe, that's us, flat. Like, they're the first motherfuckers, which it makes sense, I guess, like, with all their Vikings being so powerful that they would be like, we're going to keep fucking raping and pillaging. We're going to have to have some sort of symbol to, like, stab in the ground. So when other people come here thinking that they're about to do the same, they'll be like, oh, shit, never mind, the Danes are here. So I guess that tracks. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me if that was the first, like, it's wild that they landed on just a white cross on a red yeah. banner or whatever, because, like, just knowing how the Vikings are, I would have thought it'd be a lot more metal than that. Maybe they right. didn't have enough artists just blood to, put, splattered. to put together, yeah, blood splatter on a white, yeah, on a white background or fucking, you know, um they probably yeah. tried that, and then they were like, well, we need, like, consistency, and I don't yeah, know right. if you're yes. going to be able to get the same blood you splatter every time. Produce, mass yeah. produce things back then, so you need something you could, yeah, consistently put together that with is, efficiency, that, yeah. 
that was probably the inspiration for it. Like somebody probably had a white sheet. They were making a tent and then some Viking came over the mace and just split some dude's head open. And it just sort of yeah. projected out yeah. and made like, some there, sort of yeah. blood cross. There was like a white sheet and like enough people died to where their arms made a cross yeah. pattern yeah. on the white yeah. sheet. Just four dead <laughs> arms and legs yeah. came together in the shape of a cross and the rest of it got soaked all the way through with blood and when they pulled the corpses out they were like that hits yeah See how it's still white there where the court where the limbs used to be that's pretty yeah. cool let's just do that and it's a it's across the opposite way too like it's not the jesus cross it's like if jesus was knocked over you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like it's better also i guess fucking eighth century hell that uh that predates jesus don't it no oh right <laughs> what Cho, oh yeah, he weren't. No, he were B, he were BC. You're right. He were, you're right. I'm stupid. Century. The whole yeah. reason it's called the eighth century. Eighth century is because it was eight thousand years or eight hundred years. Eight hundred years Jesus. after Jesus. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. Yeah. All right, edit that out, Dad. Uh, <laughs> don't do don't, not. Don't. Dale. All right. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, Trey knows about Jesus. Look at him. All right. So, <laughs> among firsts. Uh, the first JPEG, the file, the compressed file, was created in Denmark, and Google Maps was in invented there by a Danish engineer. Uh, also, there are more bikes than cars there. Which okay, good, good. Because yeah. I made a I made a joke about bikes earlier, and, you did. and in my and head I was like, in my head I was like, I don't even know for sure that that's them with the bike. In my head, I was, like, I was like, I was like, it might be Holland. It might be the Dutch that fuck with bikes, or maybe they both do. So I'm glad to hear you say that they got more bikes than cars because I made a bike joke earlier. So yeah. First off, they definitely both do. Uh, but secondly, yeah, you were correct. But here's an even better: there are more these things than there are things. Uh, there are more pigs than humans in Denmark. They're big pork people. Did not know that. I, I didn't look it up any further. I just know that there are more pigs uh, than humans in Denmark. And then I got to thinking about it and I was like, well, you know, you got a farm. There's a bunch of pigs, but there's only like two or three people living there. But then I was like, wait, in America, there damn sure ain't more pigs than there are. I don't know. People. Dude, if, listen, think about it. If they are not, it's only because we import enough pigs from other places. Because think about it. Every Every human. one human in this country right. eats how many pigs per week? So you know, many. You don't eat a whole pig, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like you claim your diet claims the life of what? At least a couple of pigs a week, right? If oh, you eat pork, easily. Like four or five and chickens right, so, and cows. Right. And, yeah. So you and, spread, so like, I mean, I don't know, but one pig can feed how many people, but we eat so much pork. I bet it's close, dude. I, I bet, bet it is close. close. As a matter of fact, there's that. We've heard about this. This is something I've tried to get me and you to do, and maybe we will uh, when it comes time for the sequel of Round Here, Over, and Yonder, our travel book that's available now wherever you get books. There's, that, there's a place in Texas that has such a surplus of pigs that mm -hmm. they allow people, and I listen, trigger warning, a lot of vegans who I know watch this show and love this show, you're about to get mad. And normally I am not for this type of stuff. However, apparently the pigs are a problem in some places in Texas. And so, damn, this is going to insult people that like pigs and hate guns. All right. I know how this is going to sound. 
But there's a place in Texas where they're so overrun with pigs that you can hop on a helicopter. They will strap you in in such a way that you actually lean over the helicopter. They will give you an automatic rifle and you just take out fucking pigs like you're in Call of Duty. But instead of Germans, it's pigs. pigs. And I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm the type of person who have always said, like, I'm glad that my brother-in-law hunts because I love eating deer, but I could never do that. I could never kill a deer. But the prospect of hanging out of a helicopter and recreating, like, video games that I've played and just machine gunning down pigs, it don't not hit for me. Where are you at on that? I'm 100% with you. Look, even vegans, they should understand that, like, there's such a thing as invasive species, like an invasive species. They fuck shit up like and, and they, right. they fuck they fuck shit up for other animals who also hit for you vegans. And as I understand it, feral hogs are like one of the most like dis destructive invasive species we have. They got in this horns. Country. So if they're fucking running out of control, I mean, you got to, you know, you gotta call that you got to call that herd. And if that takes the form of helicopter massacre so be it why not right if you can get some video game action out of it at the same time why not you know i was Sounds about to say to you're me. killing you're killing two birds here because like their area whatever that area is like they've clearly been affected by all these feral hogs so not only do you get to help them get rid of them but also like you know i assume you pay to get in this helicopter and shoot these pigs i would now Obviously, it would hit for me if they were like, we're so desperate, you can do this for free. If that was the case, I probably would have already gone. But me and my brother-in-law have talked about this a long time. But I'll save it if we ever do a sequel. If you'll go pig sniping with me, I think that would hit. Um, yeah. Speaking of things that are old there, in Copenhagen, which I assume is the capital, it's the capital, mm -hmm. um, in Copenhagen, they still have an active theme park that has been there since, guess. Man, I'm, theme park? Fucking. Yep. This blew me away. Okay, if it blew you away, I'll say uh, 1875. 1583. Who had doing? time for a theme park? They were too like busy the, having tuberculosis and shit. Fucking pigs and stuff. Like the carousel was like, just actual horses. You know what I mean? What is the theme of the park? I didn't like, look it up. Sure. <laughs> I yeah. just read the fact. I wanted us to just riff on what it was. I bet that like do you how much of the theme they part couldn't have had think? rides you just go down there you'd like come throw tomatoes at the bicycle <laughs> thing you right. know they just charge so you for what you were doing anyways yeah yeah we've got a yeah they line up fucking adulteresses or whatever and just let you hurl produce at them and win prizes <laughs> and shit i don't know fucking what were they doing in the 1500s at a theme That's park god damn that's what I was wondering. Like the, my first image, like as soon as I saw theme park 1583, my first image was like, you remember when we were talking about medieval torture devices and I was talking about that lazy Susan Plinko thing shit they had. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess that, but like they charged you money to like, yeah, like you said, throw a tomato at the person who was already getting beaten to death. I have no fucking idea. I wish that I'd looked it up more, but actually I'm glad I didn't so we could just speculate on it. But like, that's fucking crazy. Not only because 
of ha- what did they have? Because as we know, theme parks, it's like rides that require at least some primitive form of technology that they didn't have then. But also Couldn't the have been fact rides. that like couldn't right, have been rides, but, I don't think. But all, and, yeah. But also the fact that like when I think about 1583, and we talked about this during the medieval torture part, like no one was really going out of their way to make something that would hit for people. You know right. what I mean? Like everything, it seemed like people were so busy harvesting cabbages, pledging fealty to their Lord. And then as you often say, coughing in the coughing mud and death. dying. Yeah. Yes, coughing right. to death and dying. So like, when the yeah. fuck do you fit in six flags over herpy derpy? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. What do you think their number one fast food is? Have I heard of it? You've heard of it. Burger King. Oh, I just meant the food item. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, oh, well, I, I don't know. Uh, fucking waffles, Stroop waffles. <laughs> you would think, but it's actually hot dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, our people, apparently. And here's the last... Uh, well, it's not the last. I got another one after this, but this is the last one that doesn't relate to the thing that I'm then going to blather on about. Even though they were once named the happiest country on earth, they now have the highest use of antidepressants. I think that maybe two things can be true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe they were just like dishing out a bunch of antidepressants and therefore mm-hmm. everyone in the yeah. goddamn country is happy. Is happy. Yeah. I buy that. I mean, it seems like a great place. Like all these places over there, by the way, I'm about to do uh, a, a, a thing that we often do on putting on airs. Let me go ahead and cue it up with its sound. <clears throat> Talking out of my butt. But I feel like all those countries, the Nordic countries, your Sweden's, your Denmark's, your, say another Norway's. one. Norway's. Norway's, all those places. Like, they all have, like, they're still capitalistic in some ways, but they have socialized medicine. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. everyone can get taken care of. The government mm-hmm. takes care of the roads. I remember one time reading about, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Sweden. Um, they had already come up and tested this concept that they were trying to get the U.S. on board with, which was smart roads. Did you ever hear about this? Solar panels on yeah, the road. So it was a, okay. a government. It was a government. Uh, it was a government project that they enlisted all these scientists to do, where all the roads were these smart roads, and so like underneath them there was a grid. And a lot of the reason they did it was because they were like, "God damn, it's cold as fuck here, and uh, it ices over the roads, and like pulling salt out is you know it's a whole thing." So going on the line of like how some airports on their runways are doing heated you know, pavement and stuff like that. They decided to do that. But also these smart roads light up at night to give you like extra visuals Mm -hmm. aside Mm -hmm. from just your light. And also like it has these big, you know, on the road, it'll have the arrows that are kind of like coaching you on like there's a big turn coming up, all this type of shit. And they were like, hey, this is like the future of roads. This makes things safe for everybody. And they proposed it to the U.S. and the U.S. was just like, Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, we can't have anything right. like that. We can't spend money on that as a government because the people will hate it because they'll have to pay for it. But anyways, my point is like you read all this shit about those other countries and you go, 
well, goddamn, no wonder they're the fucking happiest place on earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, they try to make a hit for people, it seems like. That's true. Um, also, big fact, Hans Christian Andersen is from Denmark. Did you know that, Trey? I did not. Hang on. Let me say before you start. Okay. Go ahead. Are we about to thing? begin the story of Hans Christian Andersen? Because Should we save it for we next are, week? I would propose you just do that on next week's episode. That I, works for me. He's a big figure. He's a he big is. figure. And oh, it's going to take me an hour. An hour and a half <laughs> plus in. Right. Yes. I don't think we should start that right now. Well, That's think, fine yeah. by me, Trey. Uh, but if that is the case, I would like to get into some airmail, if that's okay with you. Let's do it. Okay. Let me, uh, here we go. And there's the first one. All right. I I really should save this one for last, but God damn it. It's fucking great. Subject line. Clarification. Look how dumb Trey looks. This is the person who sent us the original email. Ryan, Ryan says, I just listened to Well Read. This is such an example of what we literally first talked about in this episode of how we know, don't know what that. the fuck we're saying. Um, I just listened to Well Read this week, and I'd like to clarify something about the image I sent in. God I took it. a screenshot of the all caps thumbnail thumbnail i know of that youtube short i just I checked that. and that image is still the thumbnail on that short that's not me pausing it that is the universe or youtube Albert or youtube algorithm that did that i knew y'all yeah. would appreciate the hilarity of the situation so no trey that is not just some fluke of a fan pausing a video that's I, the hold on that's the youtube algorithm saying this guy don't hit Let's make sure everyone knows, even though we all know you do. In fact, hit, uh, you won't find a bigger Trey Crowder fan than me if you don't uh, count Paige. I've attached another screenshot to show the thumbnail. Also, can y'all hook me up with one of those shirts? I'll Venmo you for it. I don't know what shirt he's talking about. I don't but either. He also says skew, and that's Ryan McBride. And then, yeah, you, he... You can't see it probably, but yeah, he circled the thumbnail there. I know. <laughs> you so, looking Ryan, dumb so as if you're, fuck. If you're, if you're only a, uh, an airhead, you don't know otherwise what he's talking about. We actually, earlier I was talking about going to Boston. We we're talking about Boston. I made a video before I went to Boston comparing Boston and the South and put it on YouTube and on my socials. <laughs> and on YouTube, when I put it up, the YouTube YouTube picks a thumbnail. Yes, you can change the thumbnail, right? That's what most people and do. I don't believe people you did. Pick, people that hit, but I don't hit, so I don't do that. And the thumbnail that YouTube selected is me looking Forrest Gumpy. Yes, like work. Uh, not actually, Forrest Gumpy. Gump, God, I, I no, no, Gump. no. Way what? dumber than Forrest dumber Gump. Than Forrest, Forrest Gump, Gump was yes. a passing dumbass. In that picture, you look like you are drooling over a window that you have yet to lick. Yes, that is true. What I said on Well Reb was, if you just randomly pause anybody in the middle of talking at some point, you could catch them looking like that, which is true. And even though Ryan didn't do that, that still is what YouTube did. Should I have caught it and changed it? Sure. But you know what? I'm, uh, you know, I'm fine confident. with it. That's fine. You're a confident I man. I can't change it at this point. Now that it's your whole thing, thing is being I, a dumbass that talks. If good. I go and change it at this point, fucking that makes me look worse. 
well, I don't well, know about that. I don't anyway, think anyone yeah. would know except for the new people that saw it that you did it. No, I don't want you to change it. Matter of fact, if I'm you not do, gonna change it. I have your I'm YouTube login. I'll fucking I've never done sure. anything except for upload our shit, but I will take advantage of that and go change it. So I'm gonna try to tell this quick because I meant to tell it earlier. That video, that YouTube video where I compared Boston and the South, uh I talked about Matt Damon and him retiring the f slur right yeah. and i said that th i told that thing that we always talked about when it happened show i was like it's so funny to me he said it's so it's so funny the way he talked about it retire the f slur i just picture him in like a garage in southie <laughs> solemnly hanging up a patch jersey <laughs> yeah. with the f slur written on the back of it right with tears in his eyes hanging it up right beside a celtics jersey with the n-word on it yeah. right like <laughs> he's retiring those slurs which i still think is so goddamn it's hilarious. so funny that'd be a so, great sketch anyway anyway it'd be a great sketch right so anyway that's what i said in the video and i was i was like right by a celtics jersey with the n-word on it <laughs> friday this past friday i went on uh serious satellite radio the karen hunter show which is on uh urban urban yeah. something it's a, it's a yeah, black, it's great a, Yes, she is great. Serious. It's a, you know, it's like, it's a black channel on Sirius. This is a black show, right? And I go on there and she calls. I didn't know what me they up. meant by urban. So thank you for uh, sure. correcting that but, for me. So, but they bring me on there and she plays that no video. And, 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 and then, so I'm saying, I'm like, imagine Matt Damon hanging that patch jersey with the F slur on or whatever, right beside a Celtics jersey with, and then they cut the video out and oh Karen go, and, and Karen goes, and then he says the N word. Anyway, Trey Crowder, everybody. But that's how she did it. They cut it out right there. So you hear me go right beside a Celtics jersey with, and then it cuts out, and she goes, and then he says the N word. Trey Crowder, everybody. And I and so immediately I came up and I was like, uh, thanks for having me. Listen, I kind of feel obligated to say that. I sort of feel like the way you edited that video and what you made it seem like I said the actual N word and I didn't, I just want everybody to know I didn't, I said, I literally said the N word. I didn't say the word though. And the other, this dude, Roderick, Roderick was the other guest on there. This, his, he goes by the black guy who tips, Roderick, the black guy who tips. He was on there at the same time, right? He's losing his fucking mind as of I'm course. doing this, just like you were. I'm, 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 I'm like, just so, just so everyone knows, I kind of feel like that didn't really represent. I don't. I just want you to know. And he's fucking laughing his ass off, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> and she and Karen was like, you know, she said she was like, she was like, no, no, he didn't. He didn't say the word. I just right. he said the n word, whatever. She didn't even consider she, the implications. No, she didn't. And then she, and oh she, blamed, it on a, she blamed it on her producer or whatever. So she many like, people yeah, stopped listening at that moment, though. Right, and yeah, forever, right. forever, they yes. think that. It's, yeah. So anyway. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. That video is just the gift that keeps on giving. Let me tell you. Unbelievable. All right. This, Jesus. It's hard to follow that, but still, I will try. This next one. Uh, subject line. The economic standard of honey mustard. <laughs> Hey, Corey, I just got to say, as a small business owner, I totally agree with you about the ranch dressing. 
I have a sandwich place and I charge X amount whether you are putting whatever toppings on your sandwich. I am not a tight ass and I'm not going to sit there and count, well, this person had tomatoes, that one didn't, so I'm going to charge them less if they get a plain burger. She didn't write it that way. I just, you know, I was doing my own thing. No, because in the end, it all equals out. Just as sauce packets also would equal out, but some people have to be assholes. It's the same reason I don't charge you an extra 3% if you're using a credit card. I think it looks tacky and cheap, and I don't like going to places that do that, so I'm not going to do it to somebody else. Love the show. I'm from the Midwest, uh, and uh, I love you guys. Uh, you make me laugh every week. Have a great day. There you go. Yeah. That hits ranch, honey, mustard, fucking right. give me all of them. And uh, this last one, not the, not as funny as any of those, but it uh, it's going to end up hitting for me personally, so I wanted to read it. Uh, subject line, still got a P.O. PO box for fans, mail slash gifts. Hey, Cho, big fan of the podcast. Wondering if you guys still have a P.O. box. I caught Trey in Chicago a week ago, but didn't get in on the meet and greet, so I missed out on handing off some low-anxiety THC gummies that you guys might enjoy. Y'all have taken my boring customer service job and turned it into a chill activity to do while I listen to your podcast in one ear. Wishing you all the best and hope to get goodies to you soon. Alice Giggles. Yes, we do have a P.O. Box. It is P.O. Box 240, Chickamauga, Georgia, 30707. That is our P.O. Box. Okay, I also want to say, uh, just so that this has come up on my Patreon a lot, just anybody listening, for the record, any of my solo stand-up shows, there are not supposed to be meet and greets anymore. The idea is just that I just go out there and stand around after the show and talk to whoever. Used to have meet and greets for a long time. I told my agent a while ago I didn't want to have meet and greets anymore, and he agreed. Some of these shows are booked really far in advance. So every now and then I still show up to one, and they have a meet and greet. That should end in the future. Sometimes the venue suggests it, whatever. I don't know. All I'm saying is there's not supposed to be meet and greets. Sometimes it still happens. When they have meet and greets, I feel like I have to honor respect that. It. Yeah. Respect that, and people that bought the meet and greet tickets i have to do the meet and greet with just them but what i will say is and i said this on my patreon but i'll say it here too for any airheads it should not happen but if you ever come to one of my shows and they tell you there's a meet and greet and you don't have the right thing tell them that you are one of my patrons and that is included with being a patron that you get to come to the meet and greet right and if they if they give you any flack for it tell them Come ask me, all right? And I know people don't want to be Karens or whatever about it, and I get that. But if you're comfortable with it, tell them I said to come ask me. If they come ask me, this person says they're one of your patrons, and I don't care if you actually are. I'm saying if you're just an airhead, not a patron, that's fine. Just tell them that. And if they come to me and say this person says they're a patron, they want to be in the meet and greet, I will tell them every time, yes, let that person do it. But hopefully it shouldn't come up anymore. But that's a little cheat for y'all if that happens again because uh, that's that should not happen so that's what you can do just so y'all know <laughs> far hell yeah 
I, I agree. That is wonderful of you, Trey, man of the people. While we are plugging things, you just mentioned your Patreon, which they can find at patreon.com slash Trey Crowder. Am I correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful time over there. My Patreon situation, it's not a Patreon, but it's similar. It's a sub stack, and you can find that at bonuscory.com. And I would like to take a second to tell you about all the cool things that we have going on over there. I have created an entire fictional universe. If you're a fan of Garrison Keeler and Lake Wobegon and Prairie Home Companion, or I'll throw this one out there. Uh, 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 fucking holy shit. I just forgot uh, the other thing I was comparing it to because I've had some drinks. Night Vale? Uh, night va- yes, Night Vale. Uh, things like that. It's called Chickaluki City Limits. I've created this entire fictional universe. We have full-length audio dramas from there. You've heard me talk about Colonel Cornbread and the case of the Confederate Ruby. Matter of fact, and Trey don't know this, um, uh, we pu- I put uh, an episode of Pastor Petey's Sunday Sermon on the POA feed this week for y'all to get a taste of what we're doing. Pastor Petey is the pastor from my fictional universe of Chickalookie. There is a Chickalookie newsletter that goes out. It's a whole fictional universe. We're having so much fun. It's at bonuscory.com. But also, I write standalone essays, do bonus podcasts. If you like my rants from Twitter and uh, Instagram and stuff, I do bonus rants on there. It's a lot of fun. Bonuscory.com. Also, grab our book, Round Here and Over Yonder. It is available wherever books are sold. And even if you already have your copy, think about how much you loved it and think, wouldn't that be awesome to give someone as a Christmas gift as the holiday season rolls around? Trey, promote your shit, my friend. Next weekend, I'll be at Cobbs in San Francisco. Then I'll be at the Grove in Lowell, Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas. Then me, Cho, and Drew will be together again at Zanies in Nashville, as we are every year before Christmas. I got a bunch of 2024 dates, too. Go to TreyCrowder.com. Check them out. Come and see me. Yep, and uh, I will be by myself in Asheville, North Carolina, December 28th at the Gray Eagle. Uh, I was told that all the uh, premium tickets were already sold out. It's moving fast, so grab them now. Gray Eagle, Asheville, North Carolina. More importantly, everybody, stay fancy, motherfuckers. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com.